0: You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. Coming up about 20 minutes, Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus will join us to talk NFL offseason, the combine, the NFL draft prospects he likes, and and the big storylines that are out there that will uh, impact NFL uh, odds for next season. So we'll get to that coming up in a few minutes right now. We've been talking a lot about these, this Ken Palm 2020 club, teams that are top 20 or at least around that range in offense and defense efficiency, and we've all kind of jumped on some of these teams we like, whether it's UCLA, Tennessee, or Auburn, Kentucky, so we thought let's dive deeper into them rather than just throw out a bunch of teams at once. Let, let's each take one that we uh, that we like, and, and obviously there's a real chance to win the title, and talk about the, you know, the, the strengths week, this is all that kind of stuff, and and what's to like there, Aaron, why don't you start us off? Gonzaga's been the best team in college basketball all year. They're the favorite. And obviously, there's a lot of reasons why.
2: Yeah. Um, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, 24 and three, first in the WCC. Um, ATS, 16, 11 and two, 59.3%. Um, over under, 11, 16 and 0. Over percentage, 40.7. Under percentage, 59.3. Some of their key losses, uh, they lost to Duke uh, 84-81. The Zags, 17 turnovers in that one, um, shot 28% from three-point land, only seven points from the bench, shot 63% from free throw line. They also lost to Alabama 91-82. In that one, the Zags shot 52% from the free throw line, trailed by 18 in that game. St. Mary's, uh, we just heard about that one. They lost by 10, shot 36% from uh, field goal and 33% from the three-point line. So that's some of the negatives in their key losses. In terms of players to watch, you've got Drew Timmy, the star who returned for this year, averages 17.6 points a game. He's a great shooter. He shoots 58.3% from the field, um, pitches in with 6.4 boards a game. Of course, we all know about Chet Holmgren, projected number one overall pick. He's played like it. Um, he's a lengthy seven-foot skinny guy. <laughs> uh, but he shuts you down on defense with 3.6 blocks per game and 9.7 boards a game. <clears throat> this guy's really good. Um, he's a knockdown shooter on the other end. Um, when on the floor, the opposing teams shoot 47.8% at the rim. Um so, another guy to look out for is Andrew Nemhard, a good senior point guard that mm-hmm. plays confidence and experience. Nemhard spreads the ball around with five and a half assists per game, strong defender, 1.7 steals per game, and he's a strong shooter. Um, so, just a good, consistent guard. Um, secret strength this year Gonzaga they finally have a strong defense Um, some might say it's a little questionable but I think they finally have a really good defense to match their good offense their offense is the number one scoring offense in the nation with multiple shooters he's a um, they've got smart guards um, guys that can create their own shots and then the defense of Nemhart and Chet um, have really helped take this team to another level so I think everyone remembers last year when the Zags were ran out of the gym by Baylor. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, obviously the big knock on the Zags is the conference. Um, So, you know, a weak conference. um, And then you could also look at their free throw shooting and maybe guard play. Um, How dynamic is their backcourt? They do have three guards that score in double, double figures. But, you know, you could also combat that with that's easy to do when you're in a weaker conference with a bunch of three-star recruits so will that translate uh to the big tournament we shall see but you know a lot of people have them that you know they could um you know go to the title game so maybe this is their revenge revenge year we shall see
1: could be they're good. So Gonzaga, Auburn. Uh, excuse me. Gonzaga is the team that is right there at the top. they were favored to make the Final Four. Uh, I'll start. With, I'll go with Auburn uh, as mine. I've been on them. You know, most of the season, they're forty to one ticket to win the whole thing. Now they haven't played their best basketball over the past couple weeks, and that might you know knock them down a peg. Maybe they're not a one seed. Maybe it's more of two. If they stumble in the SEC tournament, they could be a three. Here's what I like. So they're twenty six and four on the season. Uh, they're seven overall in Ken Palm. 20th in adjusted offense, 7th in adjusted defense. So they're they're in that, you know, the Ken Palm 2020 club right now. And I I think what's interesting about them is, you know, we talk, and we did earlier on the show about, all right, well, they haven't played as well lately. They have the four losses now. You look at their season, and you can make a case, like they're this close to being undefeated. They've been one of the more unlucky teams. We talk about Wisconsin as lucky, Providence as lucky. We're talking about an Auburn team that has two overtime losses, one earlier in the year in double overtime, UConn, won recently on the road against Arkansas in overtime, one-point loss on the road at Florida, five-point loss on the road at Tennessee. They've lost all four of their games by a combined total of 16 points. Like, this team is really, really good. Most nights, you feel like they could have won that game if they didn't win it, the four losses they have. Uh, Jabari Smith, their best player, one of the few best players in college basketball. I mean, he could take a game over. We're talking about a player that's averaging but 17 points a game, 42% from 3, 81% from the free throw line. As long as he stays out of foul trouble, they'll have the best or, or second best player on the court almost at all times during the tournament. I think that that's a big deal. Now, if, if there's a, a weakness or a worry, two of their free uh two of their starters are under 65% or around 65 under in free throw percentage. So if you put them at the line, perhaps they are not as good late in games and they could kind of give one away with, with some free throw shooting, but there's a lot to like Bruce Pearl has been through this before they come out of a tough conference. I like them, even though the reality is they haven't been as good the last, you know, two and a half weeks, Joe, as they were the first three months.
3: Yeah. And in sec play, it makes you think, okay, are are they, they're going to see more teams to that level. Right. But it's a, it's an interesting one Uh, back on Gonzaga for a minute. We might not see another Drew Timmy performance that bad. I mean, is that what it truly came down to in that loss on Saturday to St. Mary's? Well, he's a two for ten from the field. I remember he, it took him forever before he finally got got a bucket late in that game. Um, what, was it that simple, or was Gonzaga always going to lose that game?
1: Well, yeah, they had a tough night, and they were bound to lose one of these. But you're right about Drew Timmy. I mean, yeah, six points, 20% from the, from the field. I mean, you're right. We— I'd be surprised if he shot that poorly again. He's too good of a
3: player. Right, mm-hmm. right. All right. Uh, speaking of the SEC, we'll stay in that conference with a team that that I'm going to take a look at. And uh, we're going to go with Kentucky here. Now, SEC, I don't think it's much of a debate, really. It's really good. That's the best conference in the nation. If you go by Ken Palm, we've got six of the top 22 teams in there between Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, and... LSU, Arkansas, and Alabama. The more I see of Kentucky, the more I like them, which is a team that you always want to watch out for. The perception typically is that Coach Cal, okay, he's got a bunch of new new recruits because he's, he's one of the best in the game at it, and they're trying to figure things out early in the season. Is that really the case with Kentucky? I think you could make an argument against that, that they've just been that good from the outset. Uh, they they lost their opener to Duke, okay? Then they lost the second week of December. And then we didn't get into conference. You had to wait until they got into conference play before they lost another game. LSU, Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas. They are number two in the nation in rebound percentage. Uh, uh, offensive efficiency, they're number two in the country. And defensive, you know, they've been hovering around that 20 mark, uh, cracking it at, at the moment. They're just outside uh, – the top 20 in defense. When you look at the resume with the quad one, two, three, and 4, they only lose to really good teams. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if they're going to be a 1 or a 2, that suggests with, with a lot of the matchups that they're going to have, they should cruise to at least a Sweet 16 and maybe the Elite 8. In quads 2, 3, and 4 games, they are 17-0 and this year. 17-0. and uh, quad one games, they are seven and six. She weighs a double-double machine every single night. Now, the question at this juncture, and I think we'll be all right, because they got on the court the other the other day. They didn't start, but they played tie tie washington, right? Mm-hmm. What what is his health going to be? That was curious. So I guess the the thinking was we're just gonna work him back into the lineup, but for him to be the on the court, you would think by the time we get to the tournament that uh, that they're going to be just fine. But, yeah, I mean, when they do lose, they are impressive losses. Nobody jumps up and scares them. They're an uber-talented team, number two offense in the nation. The more I see of Coach Cal's crew, uh, the more I like them. And, and they're pretty scary if you're holding on to a nice ticket like an Auburn or a Tennessee, some of the teams that we have on the show.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, FDIC. and a member FDSE.
1: And I think of all the three teams we just threw out, right, a few and, and Pearl and Calipari, if there's one coach of this group that the most you trust the most, it's Coach Cal. This is what they do. Yeah. This, is what, this is what Coach Cal does. It gets his team ready for March, and then they, they usually play really well in March. I won't well, be surprised Mark if one of the teams gets his
2: team ready too, but they just can't win the championship for some reason. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's amazing <laughs> how many years this has been now. I mean, it's close to twenty-five years of Gonzaga like being in the mix,
2: yes, and not winning a championship. Yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What's going to happen
3: this year? So, since we started with the conversation with Gonzaga, where where are we as a show on this? Are we in in the the camp that thinks? This thing is completely wide open. There isn't much separation between Gonzaga and the rest, or among some bookmakers, they, they believe there is that that gap, that it is Gonzaga, and then not a full tier down, but maybe a half tier down is where you have to step before you get to the rest. Like I, I'm, I just broke down Kentucky. You just, you just did Auburn. I know Auburn's trending in the wrong direction, but frankly, I, I don't think there's a big gap between Kentucky and Gonzaga.
2: I agree. I mean, that I don't also. I don't think there's as big of a gap as everyone, you know, in that the Gonzaga's the clear favorites. And it's hard because they played all the good teams earlier in their season too. Right. You know, so. Um, what, if
3: they're in the SEC, what is their record right now? And then where would we be putting them?
2: I know. I loved hmm. our guests who said they should just consider changing conferences. Maybe yeah. go to the Pac-12 or something, <laughs> but uh SEC would be cool. <laughs>
1: the one thing to to note about like if we're trying to figure out a separation point, they they have the a player that could take over the game as much as anybody else, and Chet Holmgren. I mean, he's yeah. he's incredible. He he could be the story of March. I mean, we it's funny we talked about him to start the season, and then as we've gotten back into a lot of college basketball post NFL on the show, we haven't mentioned him as much. We talk about Gonzaga and where they rank, but I mean, the guy's shooting forty three percent from the three point line, and he is. I mean. <laughs> He's seven feet tall. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he could change the game. I'm laughing because Jay Hassan entered the chat and he said, "I hope one day someone loves me as much as Joe G loves Chat. Like you love that dude. I love Chat. Who him, do you love know-
2: more, Kirk Cousins or Chet? Chat? Chat. I, I just I defend <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Does anyone
0: love long. Kirk Cousins? Oh man, I thought
3: that was an auto do think, chat. Do you think he's going to make it in next level?
2: Well, I mean, so someone on it. our Too skinny. Too they, skinny. yeah, they were saying, imagine Embiid and Chet. Oh my yeah. gosh, he's he needs to eat. I want to. Yeah, he's got to beef up.
1: This so what's the cop He's gonna make it, right? It's just a matter of how. I think Mark.
3: I think Mark Spears was saying like you when he has his jersey off, you can see his ribs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's he's, how skinny he is.
1: Yeah, he's a small guy. Um, Paul, who's yours? Who's your team? You want to throw in?
0: So I got Baylor, and I'll uh I'll go through them in a minute. Do we feel real quick? Do we feel like Gonzaga is the least upsetable number one? Like you guys are talking about the separation between them and like the Kentuckys of the world, and I feel like those teams can definitely play with them, but like I have a much tougher time seeing them get upset by an eight nine Gonzaga that is than I do. I mean, than a a Baylor who yeah I, to get into I agree in with Arizona, that. Kansas. Et cetera. What's their fight?
3: I'll look yeah. it up when you're talking, but their final four numbers should be extremely short.
0: They're, yeah. Gonzaga's a favorite. Gonzaga?
3: Yeah. It, it is their minus one. That's, That's right. Minus 110. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Quickly
1: before Paul I think goes, it's a fair uh, price, por- actually,
3: because if it's plus money, I'd be jumping on that.
1: Chris Saps Porzingis is who I think of with Chet. If Porzingis could make it before he had the injuries, I think Chet Holmgren will.
3: Tall, white, yeah. Shooter.
1: <laughs> Right? Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> too thin, but then... We're on the
3: combine week,
0: so... Yeah, we,
1: we know what it is. All right, Paul, give us the... the tell us what we need to know about Baylor.
0: All right, Baylor, 25-5, and five, the defending champs, the ninth in adjusted offense, 11th in adjusted defense. They're a good shooting team, not a great shooting team. The top 50 in effective field goal percentage, 85th in three-point percentage. Lost a ton. David Mitchell, Jared Butler, uh, just to name a few. Uh, but... They've kind of replaced with like-minded and like-talented individuals against the spread 16-13-1, 55% over-under 15-14-1, pretty much dead even there. We start with James Akinjo for the key key players. He runs the show, top 50-ish in assist rate, 80th in steal percentage. Arizona transfer... They lost a couple of great two-way guys that I just mentioned, and they replaced him with another one. And then you've got Adam Flagler, who's a 40% three-point shooter. We just saw him take over the game, the second half of the Texas game. You know, he had three points in the first half. Boom, 16 points in the second half, so he can be a guy that comes on late. Uh, He's the third-best perimeter shooter in the Big 12, so keep your eye on him. And then Flo Thamba, second-highest offensive rebounder in the Big 12. So they lost the thing. Like a month ago, a couple weeks ago, it looked like Baylor was going to be trending down. Had some injuries to LJ Cryer. He's their second leading scorer. Um, we've run out of time. Oh, all right. I'll finish up later. But uh, a, a good offensive rebounding team is going to give them trouble. So we'll get, to, we'll get to more of that a little bit later.
1: All right. There's some caps. We'll hit more later. Ben Brown, pro football focus, joins us next to talk NFL combine and the offseason to come right here on the Beck UL Network.